40-some years that God would save his soul. And in one day, he walked down the aisle and got saved. And somebody let his mama know about it. And she had a shouting hallelujah fit. Amen. And he got saved. She'd been praying for years that God would do it. But who knew that that prayer would be the prayer that would get him in? Pray one more time. Amen. Hello and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Thank you for deciding to listen today and be a part of our listening family. We pray that everything is a great blessing to you. Thank you again for listening to the Victory Bible Podcast. Look forward to you listening again with us next time. If you're not saved, our prayer is you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this podcast. You pray and ask Him to be your Savior. Our, our prayer is if you're saved and discouraged, you be encouraged. And if you are saved and, man, you're trying to do your very best, we pray that you just keep on keeping on doing what God has called you to do. We love you. May God bless you. Have a great day. But we've not looked at the fifth trumpet or sixth trumpet. That's where we're at tonight. Amen. We're at the fifth and sixth trumpet. And also, if you if you look at chapter eight and verse thirteen, there's another there's another um, set of numbers. We said there's seven trumpets. We've looked at. Um, it says I'm on, brother. Oh, hello. Thank you, brother Mike. Lord help us. Amen. All right. But anyway, if you take your Bible, like I said, we look at that, look at that verse. Chapter number eight and verse thirteen though gives you three other things. Uh, we talked about seven trumpets. But there's also three woes given in chapter eight and verse thirteen. Said, and I, I beheld and heard an angel flying through the through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, "Woe, woe, woe!" And uh, by the way, that don't mean just that don't mean stop. Amen. You might mess with horses or something. That, that, woe don't mean stop in these verses. All right, uh, woe don't mean that. But uh, one guy said this, he lived so far out in the country, all his stop signs said, whoa, they didn't say stop, amen. That's, that's pretty redneck, amen. But anyway, look at, listen to verse, chapter 8, verse 13. It said, I beheld and I went down there and said, whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by, re, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. And, and then you read in verse 12, he said, one woe is past. So you find out that one woe has already been made by verse 12. Uh, so there's three woes, seven trumpets, a seven angels, and they, we're getting ready to see the fifth angel here in, ver, in chapter 9, verse 1. And uh, y'all pray for me. I'm just trying to give you everything that's in these verses. And I, I ain't no way I'll ever um, exhaust it. I, I mean, I won't get it all said. There ain't no way to get everything in the Bible said. But I want to try to give you as much as I can of it. Amen. So anyway, chapter 9, verse 1 said, And the fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from heaven under the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottom, bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And Brother Mike, if you can put them up there for me, Brother, that'd be a help to me. The sun, the Bible says the the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. So first of all, we find that hell is opened. That bottomless pit's hell. That bottomless pit is hell. The Bible says over there in Isaiah and Jeremiah also, it says the hell is in the nether parts of the earth. Hell's in the nether parts of the earth. That word nether just means middle. 
just an old English word for the word middle. That, that means that hell is in the center of this earth that me and you live on. And as soon as that bottomless pit is open, the Bible tells us locusts end up coming out. But look up here in verse number, down there in verse number 13. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the, of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And if the Lord help me for a little while, I, I want to preach, preach on this. I want to preach on hell is opened and let loose. Hell is open and let loose. And in chapter number 9, that's exactly what's going on. Hell is absolutely opened and let loose. And both creatures on, on this video, I know that looks weird, I know it looks crazy, but both of them are true. Both of them are real. We're getting ready to look at it in this chapter. And, uh, Brother Mike, you can go to something else if you want to, brother, so we can go back to the verses there, brother. But I just wanted to get everybody to look at those two things, get something in your mind of what I'm preaching on before I preach it. Amen. But hell is opened and let loose. Let's pray. Father, I pray, dear God, you'd help me to preach a power and with unction and ability, God, that I do not have. And, Lord, I say that all the time, God, but I do mean that I do not have ability and I cannot uh, uh, manufacture power and I cannot manufacture preaching, God, because Preaching does not get done unless the Holy Ghost of God is present at your house, God, this evening. And I need you, I desire you, I long for you to meet with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I tell you, God, look at this. Hell is opened and let loose. And it is. Listen to this. The Bible says in verse 2, said, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. I wrote down this. First of all, hell is opened and let loose in the opening of the pit. All of a sudden, heaven has got silent for 30 solid minutes. And in chapter number 8, it already starts to get bad. But in chapter number 9, all of a sudden, hell is completely let loose and opened. So I read, I read this and I was thinking, man, God, God allowed this angel to open hell. And there's some really sobering thoughts to these verses. That God allowed an angel to open hell. That's what the Bible says. God allowed it to take place. And I thought about this. The Bible says, if you remember your Bible, and I know you probably do. The Bible says when Jesus got up from the grave, said he took the keys of death, of hell, and the grave. Amen. I'll take time out and say this. Where is thy sting? The Bible says, where, talks about where is thy sting? Where is thy victory? Uh, boy, somebody said when we get raptured up out of here, we're going to holler back at the grave. Those who are in the grave going to be hollering, at, hollering back, where is your victory, grave? You couldn't hold me no longer. Amen. And then us who didn't feel the sting of death are going to holler back in the rapture. Thank God, death, where is your sting? I didn't feel it. Yeah. Amen. We get out of here. Amen. Yeah. I'm glad for that. I like that. But uh, that's not the only thing the Lord won. The Lord won the keys to hell. Yeah. devil ain't even got a key to his own home. What a sorry buzzard. He ain't even got a key to his own house. Amen. Every man in here has got a key to his own home, but not the devil. Not the devil. He ain't got a key to his own home. And he can't even go to it till God puts him there. Amen. I like that. Amen. I like, I like that he's a loser. Amen. 
Amen. If there's an imp in hell anywhere near Victory Bible Baptist Church, I hope he'll run back to Daddy Devil and tell him that the preacher said over here he's an absolute stinking loser. Amen. Because he is. I ain't no match for him, but I'll tell you this, my big brother is. Amen. Jesus is a good match for him. And he will not lose. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly right. If he did today, it'd be the first day. Amen. And it ain't happening. Listen to this. There's an opening of the pit. And hell is completely let loose. In just a moment, all of hell is let loose on earth. All of hell is let loose on earth in just a moment. Now, I want you to realize one thing that I got to reading these verses. I got thinking about this. I just don't want anybody to ever get confused. Nobody in hell that died lost got out at this point. Amen. Nobody. Amen. Nobody. Man, that rich man in Luke 16 did not, is not going to get out. In this verse right here. He ain't getting out in chapter number 9. You find no man, no woman, no boy, no girl getting out of hell. You find them demons getting out. But you don't find, you don't find no people getting out of hell. Because they ain't getting out of hell. They're locked up in that bottomless pit and they will never, ever get out of hell. It'll never happen. I wrote down this, not only the opening of the pit, but the objects of the pit. Look at verse number 3. Bible said, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. Now, if you just looked at that word by itself, you'd think locusts. Well, that ain't too bad. Locusts ain't too bad. Which it really is a pretty bad deal. I'm telling you, if you go looking over in Africa, it's messed up a lot of their crops and tore up a lot of their, their country. But I'm talking about to you as a person physically getting killed by them. Probably ain't going to happen. Other than them eating your crops and you starving to death. Maybe other than that, they ain't going to die. They ain't going to bite you and kill you. Amen. Uh, you ain't, this, them things over there ain't got no, ain't got no scorpion tail on their, on, on their rear end. They don't have that. That ain't what's going on. But let's, I'm saying this. To think of locusts may not seem like a big deal. But when you think about the locusts the Bible's talking about, it's a pretty big deal. And I want you to think about this for a minute. We're getting ready to move to, to give you all that about these objects that come out the pit, these things that come out of the pit. Uh, one thing I want to say this, where'd they come from? They came from hell. Yeah. So that made me realize that in hell right now is these animals. These, these wicked, ungodly, demonic locusts are in hell right now. Yeah. Uh, that means to me that somebody in hell is probably being tormented by what we're preaching on tonight. Amen. 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 It's just, it stands to reason if they came out of hell, they was in hell when others was in hell. Listen to this. Said locusts upon the earth and under, the, under, the, under them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them. So all of a sudden they go from the objects of, of, the, of the pit. The objects of the pit. But I'm going to give you the overlord of the pit. The overlord of the pit. And I, the, Lord, the Lord is the Lord. No matter what goes on. But their overlord was not the Lord. Look at verse 11. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is in the Hebrew tongue, is Abaddon. But in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. And both of it is a demon. That's, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. What I'm preaching on tonight, this man named Abaddon, this, this demon named Abaddon, this demon named Apollyon, this is a real demon in hell. This is a real demon. 
And by the way, can I tell you, demons are real. Don't ever mess with demonic stuff. Don't ever mess with a Ouija board. If you wonder whether they really work or not, ask a couple of people. They work. Just like they say they work. They work. You know why? Because demons are real. You know why it does that? Because demons are real. That's why it does that. And you know why there's some stuff that goes on with that trashed up music of blasphemy? i tell you why. Because demons are real. If you let your life have an open door toward demons, it'll ruin your life. It'll ruin anybody's life. Amen. I don't care who they are. Amen. Now, they can't get in you. Can I take time out and say this? And you're saved. Can I tell you what can't happen? You can't be possessed when you get saved. You done got possessed by the only one that can possess you once you've been saved. Amen. When you get saved, nothing else can fill you. Nothing else can get in you. Amen. It might can oppress you from the outside. Hey, but the devil can't come through the blood, as one man said. Or he'd be a saved devil, and he ain't a saved devil. Amen. Amen. Thank God. He can't come inside. He can't go into me. I've been born again. Amen. And greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Amen. If you're worried about government and you're worried about the wickedness of this world in high places, can I tell you this? Greater is he that's within you than he that is within the world. Amen. you got a greater power on the inside of you than you would ever believe tonight. Demon stands not a chance in the world against the child of God. Amen. I'm not saying, I'm just saying the God inside of us, they don't stand a chance against the God that beats inside of my heart, that dwells inside of your life. They don't stand a chance. Amen. I thought about the overlord of the pit. Boy, his name is Abaddon. His name is Apollyon. This demon, I'm going to tell you what his name means. Abaddon means a place of destruction. In the Hebrew, it means a place of destruction. Boy, that's what he is. He's a person who loves destruction. He wants men to die. And boy, I tell you, tell you now, that's exactly what the devil wants. The devil wants men to die. Devil wants men to go to hell, women to go to hell, boys to go to go to hell, girls go to hell. Devil wants that, and so does all of his little demons. Let them all, let all, let all the demons and devils burn in hell. They won't feel that way no more. Amen. Amen. We're gonna look at the devil in Isaiah fourteen. Said we're gonna look at him, brother Tony. It said it went with surprise and say, "Is this the one? Is that the little nothing that did all that? Is that that little punk that did all that he did? And he did most time because we let him. Amen." We blame the devil for everything most of the time because we allow the devil, we allow the flesh, we allow the world to do everything it wants to do in our life. Well, don't, don't, don't let the devil be an overlord, praise God. That Abaddon means a place of destruction. That another name he has, that, that demon, his name is Apollyon. It means the destroyer. He's not only a place of destruction, he's also, everywhere he goes is a place of destruction. But he's also not only a place of destruction, but he is a, he is a destroyer himself. He, that is his job. That's what he desires to do is destroy. And I tell you, I'm looking forward to heaven because there won't be no more destroyer. Amen. Amen. There won't be another, there won't be another life destroyed, another heart destroyed, Amen. another home destroyed. There won't be another child destroyed. There won't be anything destroyed. And when we get to heaven, everything will be fixed. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And nobody will wreck it. Nobody. 
Listen to this. He said, what is Apollyon? Let me give you this. I, I'm, I'm moving along, but Ephesians 6 verse 12. Listen what the Bible says. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I believe uh, this man Apollyon, this demon Apollyon, this demon Abaddon, I believe he is a captain or a sergeant or somebody in high-ranking authority in the army army of Satan. He is a demon leader. That's exactly what he is. But old demon leader's going to lose before it's all over with. Amen. I, I, know we, I know we're in a bad part in chapter number 11. You really read this chapter, it's depressing. But I know the ending result. Amen. I know the end of it. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Don't let it get you depressed in chapter 11 because we know the end of the book. We know who wins this thing. And let me give you some more, impre- more encouraging news. You are, If you're saved, you will not be here when this is going on. We've left in chapter 4. Amen. We've left when the Lord said, Come up hither. Bible said he heard it as a voice of a trumpet talking with him. Amen. But I'm glad that the Bible says that the voice of the Lord said the trump of God and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with the Lord in the air. Amen. So we're out of here in chapter 4. Amen. We don't come back till chapter number 19 when the, when the white horses come in and he's got all them crowns on top of his head and he's got the word of God wrote down his leg and he's got a breaster that's been dipped in blood and he comes back as the victor and he comes back as the winner and we just come back to watch. Hallelujah. The overlord of the pit is Abaddon or Apollyon, whichever one you will call him. Either way, he's a loser. Amen. We're going to look. I just want to emphasize that. He's a loser. Amen. Amen. So's all of them. Amen. Overwhelmed from the pit. I'll tell you this. I don't know about you, but I, I would be overwhelmed if what we're reading about, I was here when it happened. I'm so thankful I ain't going to be here when it happens. If you're saved, I'm thankful. I, I'm thankful that you're not going to be here when it happens. Amen. I'm thankful for you not going to be here when it happens. I'm thrilled it ain't going to happen to me, praise God. But I'm really happy it ain't going to happen to you either. If you've been born again. Listen to verse number. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you a couple of things here about the objects of the pit. The overlord of the pit. Let me give you some. Let, let me give you some. Some of the things, some more things about the objects of the pit before we move on. Look at verse number six. Or let's look at verse seven. I'm sorry. Verse seven. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle. And on their heads were as it were crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. So already we see these, these, these animals, these demonic animals out of hell. These locusts are ready to fight. Their head is like a man, has a man's face on it and a crown of gold on top of it. Bible says they had, their, they had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. 
Now, I've seen some stuff, and I'm not not trying to, if you believe this, you believe this, it's okay. I don't carry either way, but I don't personally believe that it's helicopters. I don't personally believe that. I do see what people say, but there's one thing you can't can't describe with a helicopter. Sting at last five months, you hit somebody with a helicopter, they're going to die immediately. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, that's pretty common sense to me. I mean, if, listen, a thing hits you and hits you, they hit you with a helicopter, you're going to be dead. Amen? That's all I'm trying to say. You ain't going to be living five months to tell everybody about it. Man, I remember that time I got cut my head cut off with a helicopter. No, you died when you got your head cut off by a helicopter. That's what happened. You didn't live through that. No, you didn't. That didn't happen. You died if you got hit with a helicopter blade. Amen. I don't know who we think we are. It happened, amen. But anyhow, listen. I got to read this. I don't. I really don't believe that. But I do believe it's literal. Now you believe it whichever way you want to. But I just can't see it. I can't see that. No, don't get me wrong. If you believe it, that's fine. Maybe you see something I don't see. But I do not see that being helicopters. I see it literal, real, demonic animals crawling on this earth, flying on this earth. Bible said in they, verse 8, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. Now only they got a face like a man, they got a crown on their head, they got teeth like lions, they got hair like women. And they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron. Well, they're ready for battle. They're ready for they're ready for battle, and you ain't got no way of defeating them. Everything that they, everything that you would need to kill that heart and all them vital organs that you would need to be able to kill these things, they're covered with iron. You ain't going to kill them. They're going to live. These things are indestructible. Doesn't matter what the war throws at them. Doesn't matter what our government throws at them. Doesn't matter what military throws at them. I, I love Marines and I love the Navy and I love. I, but honestly, it doesn't matter what bomb they got. Doesn't matter what they have. These are going to live. Amen. These things right here are going to live until God. Allows them to die. Amen. Listen to this. Hair's a woman, teeth is, Bible said, teeth of lions. Bible said in verse 9, they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses run to, be, run to battle. Can you imagine? And I know some people say, well, that's a helicopter. That's the noise of a helicopter again. But how do you get that sting, man? I just can't see that. But I do say this I believe it's got to be a humongous animal. It's got to be a big locust. And Brother Randy, I believe you can hear it from a great distance off. You can hear these locusts from a great distance off as they're flying in to where they're going to. And these demonic things are flying in. You can hear them as they come. And listen, I told you last week, and by the way, I told you wrong about two things. I'll make sure I clear both of them up. One, I said that a third of the day would be darkened. But I took that as three-fourths, but that wasn't three-fourths. Amen. You forgive me. I, I'm not the best at math. Amen. But anyway, a third means this. When it was going to be 11 hours, now it's about nine hours or so. Amen. So now there's nine hours during the day. But either way, can I say this? That means there's two hours more of darkness. And I want to ask you, I'd be afraid of a lot of stuff in the dark. But I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Jimmy, if there's a locust like I'm reading about right here in the dark, I quit my job. I quit everything I know. I'm staying home. I'm never going anywhere ever again. I'm glad I ain't going to be here. But anyway, still, I'm telling you, that'd scare me to death. If I knew a lion was set loose in Greensboro, 
I'd be afraid it'd go to Yakinville, amen. I'd be afraid it'd come to Winston. I'm afraid Tobaccoville might see it at some point, and I would make me nervous. But I'm telling you, could you imagine what I'm preaching about actually roaming the night? And how afraid men, women, boys, and girls are really going to be in the Great Tribulation period. How awful it's really going to be. The second thing I wanted to correct, I forgot to say that, but the second thing I want to correct is I said that was 65 foot wide was the biggest meteor. It was 66 tons is the biggest meteor. With 4,200 and some um, feet wide. 4,200 and some feet wide. That's a big meteorite. Amen. I want to correct those two things. I got them wrong. But anyhow, it's all right either way. I just want to make sure I correct stuff. I do get it wrong. But anyhow, I got to look at this. And these verses, the Bible says in verse 10, and they had tails like unto scorpions. This is why I say, I just don't see the helicopter deal. It said there were stings in their tails and their power was to hurt men five months. Listen, like I said, you can't hurt something for five months. You can't hurt something for five months. And it, be, and it, be, and it, and it actually happened. I mean, it, it just don't happen. You can't live through it. You can't live through that. But listen, the Bible says in verse 11, or look in verse number 13, I'm sorry, I want to look at this, the overwhelmed from the pit. I say we'd be overwhelmed from the pit. Look at verse 13. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Now, I want to take time out and say this. Ain't you glad when bad stuff's going on, God is still speaking? Amen. Amen. That's why I got out of that verse right there. When I read that, I thought, you know, all this bad stuff's going on, and I'm sure everybody on earth thinks my soul, God, is not in control anymore. God does not know what's going on, and this is awful. And God does not have any control. And God has no power over all this. And yet God speaks out of heaven and lets them know He's in control. I'm glad God's still speaking right now. Amen. Still letting me and you know He's in control. Listen to this. Verse 14, saying to the sixth angels which had the trumpet loose, the four angels which are bound in the great, great river Euphrates. I will say I'm overwhelmed by the seraphim. There's a lot of seraphim in these verses. Seraphim is just another word for angel. But there's seven angels blowing trumpets. There's one angel that flew by and said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's four angels that get let loose out of the river Euphrates. And then not only that, but then I, I, I'm overwhelmed by the... I would be, if I was there, and I believe the people that will be left here behind will be overwhelmed by the soldiers. Listen to this. And the four angels were loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And by the way, that's not been the first time that statement's been made. There's already been a time before where he said the third part of the men and a time before that when he said third part of the men. So I, it, the number's been knocked down every time of how many people are on this earth yeah. at this point. Listen to this. Verse number 16, the number of the, number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, thousand. If you remember what I told you last time, when you see the word thousand, thousand, uh, most writers believe that's a million. Because it's three zeros and three zeros, and that makes a million. Amen. It's a thousand, thousand. So what it's saying right here, it's saying that there's 200,000, thousand. There's 200 million. 200 million horsemen. 200 million. Well, listen to this. Not only that, by the shape of the horsemen is what makes me nervous, what would make me overwhelmed. 
Look at verse number 17. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of jacinth, and brimstone. And Boy, that jacinth is a, is a gem, and that brimstone is, a, is, also, is also a rock, but it's a burning rock. Amen. It's also a, they said they're filled with fires. Their, their whole chest, their whole breastplate is fire, and their breastplate is a gemstone, and their breastplate is a burning fire. It's, it's just absolutely full of fire. Everything about these things has got fire. Represented in them. Listen to this. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. In these verses we find out. And you say, preacher, I just don't see that. Listen, did you believe that God made a man and God made a woman out of nothing? Amen. God made Adam out of nothing. And He made Eve out of a rib. I believe God can make these animals if He wants to. Amen. You've got to look at this Bible realizing God can do anything He wants to do. Listen to this. Absolutely no limits. Said their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. But we read that and figure out that these things breathe fire. These things breathe fire. They have a horse body and a head like a lion. Well, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't, even, the mo- that ain't even all of it this bad. Listen to this. By verse 18 said, By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. And then he said, For their power is in their mouth. Listen to this. Then he says, And in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads. And with them they do hurt. Well, not only are these things got a, this a body like a horse, a head like a lion, they breathe and they blow fire, but they also got a tail like a serpent that has a head of a serpent on it, and they can bite you from the backside and bite you from the front side. These things are wicked. And there's 200 million of them. That sounds awful if you had one. But to know there's 200 million. I know you had it up, Brother Mike, but look at that. I mean, and listen, I mean, honestly, if you look at this, you think, man, what kind of world could somebody live in to have something that wicked in it? But I'll tell you what kind of world, uh, what kind of world that God has become absent in. A kind of world that they have shunned God and told God they did not want Him and they don't love Him and they don't appreciate Him. But that's a kind of world that has stuff like that in it. The great tribulation period is going to have that stuff in it. Well, listen to this and I'm done. I want to give you a short, real fast, just a couple of things here and I'm done. I want to give you the observations of the people in the book of Revelation, chapter number 9. There's observations of the people. I've tried to give you the opening of the pit, objects of the pit, overlord of the pit, the overwhelmed from the pit. And the observations of the people. Can I take time out and say this? Let me say this real quick. Now, like I said, I'll move on. But I don't believe that, that Abaddon, Napoleon, that is another word for the devil that a lot of people have used that word to say that's the devil. I'll be honest, I don't believe it's the devil. I'll tell you why. Because later on, the Lord binds the devil for a thousand years and looses him. And we'll get into that when we get there, but we ain't there yet. But anyway, he's going to loose him after that thousand year of having him tied up and shut down and shut up. That amount of time, he's going to let him loose. So why in the world would, why in the world would God let him loose here? 
and then go get him there and let him loose again. I, I, don't, I don't believe this is the devil. I, mean, I believe, for one thing, all the way through the book of Revelation, he calls him the dragon, or he calls him Satan, and he calls him the devil. I don't believe he never called him anything else. But anyhow, I don't believe that's him. But anyhow, we'll look at this right here. I thought about the observations of the people. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. And I'll hurry through here and give you what God's got for us. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth. And I want to tell you who it's commanded. It's commanded to these things. It's commanded them to them demonic devil locusts. That's who it's commanded to. It's commanded to them wicked, ungodly things. They ain't just let loose with no limitations. God has got them under His control. And was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Uh, can I take time out and say this? That book of Ephesians said, when you get saved, you are sealed with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. That's what happens when you get saved. So I, say, I have to say this, man, when you're saved, you're protected. You're so protected in the book of Revelation when a man is getting when a man does get saved during the tribulation period. I tell you, some people do, by the way. Not everybody does, because if you've rejected it, you can't get it. But if you've never heard a clear presentation of the gospel, you can be saved in the tribulation period. And if they do, they get sealed just like me and you get sealed. Right. They just get sealed outwardly too. Yeah. Big old thing on their foreheads. This is God's. Amen. Like a big old stamp. That's the Lord's. Amen. That belongs to Him. Can't even bother. You can see that. I, 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 think about this. I mean, here comes this ugly, nasty, wicked looking. I mean, right out of pit of hell. Literally, that's where it came from. That locust comes flying and he gets Alex. Blacks, I'm sorry, brother. I don't mean to say it. I believe you're sealed. I'm just saying. He gets you. Let's say you're not sealed. He got you. But he comes over to Brother Randy and he's sealed. He says, I, I can't touch him. He got to fly over him and go somewhere else. Or vice versa, Brother Alex. He gets Brother Randy and he flies over you. Amen. And I tell you, that's what will happen. That's what's going to happen in the book of Revelation. Hey, they're going to be sealed. And these wicked, ungodly things cannot touch the child of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. In fact, they can't even mess up the grass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't you tear that grass up now. God's got some keep off the grass signs over in this book. Amen. I don't know, but he tells them, leave that alone. Leave that alone. Anyhow, we'll go on. But I'm just telling you, God, I wrote down this, there's protection when you're sealed. There's protection when you're sealed. That's something I see in the people when you observe them. But not only that, but I see pity is stopped in this chapter. It's stopped. No more pity. For a lost world, no more pity at all. None. Look at verse 6. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I'm not going to try to be too gruesome about it, but I will tell you this. A man will try to take his own life and he will not die. Mm. This walking dead trash and the rest of this stuff, it's zombified and all the rest of this stuff. There is going to be some zombie looking stuff. You better believe that. You better believe that. Tribulation period is going to look like a zombie world. It is. You think about a man trying to take a gun and take his own life and he's still alive when he got done doing it. He's going to look like a, you better believe he's going to look like a zombie. Somebody jump off of a building, hit the ground. 
and they don't die. They're going to look like some kind of mess of a zombie. You better believe they're going to look like a mess of a zombie. They won't be, but you better believe they're going to look like one. I'm telling you, people are going to try to overdose themselves, Brother Jimmy, and their insides might turn inside out, and they might, man, their insides might burn like fire, but they will not die. Because that Bible said the more they seek death, the more they desire death, that every time they got near death, it ran from them. Every time I got close to death, death ran away. Man, you know, you know why I'm already? Because death seems like to be most people's escape. If your job don't go good and your life ain't going good and, and, and everything else is going bad, I'll just blow my brains out. Man, I, I'll just jump off a cliff. I'll jump off a building. Now, no, that's not your escape, by the way. That's not your escape. Your escape's to the Lord. Amen. My escape is to Jesus. Amen. The one who loved me and we love people too much. I don't want anybody to commit suicide. Do you? I never forgot. I haven't been, haven't been too awful long ago. Miss Tammy got, I, I think, later to the Lord that night, but uh, I can't remember her name, but the lady was up here. I got to meet up in, at the uh, carpool place up here. Thank you. That's who it was. Man, I got to witnessing to her, and I had no idea, Miss Tammy, but she told me later, and I think she told you too, but she thought about killing herself right there in that parking lot. Wow. I don't know if she told you that or not, but she told me that one day while we were sitting right here in this church. So I, I was going to blow my brains out there in the parking lot. She found out there's somewhere better to run to. Amen. She ended up having to move somewhere else. But I'm telling you, God knows what somebody needs. Hey, listen, I, 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 it ain't no big deal. If they don't go to victory, that's all right. I just want them to get saved. I want them to live for the Lord. I want them to serve God. Amen. That's what I desire for them, don't you? Amen. But I want them to know there's somewhere else to run. You don't have to run to a bullet. You ain't got to run to a rope. You don't have to run off a cliff. You ain't got to jump off a building. You don't have to give up on life. I'm telling you, God has got something great. Amen. It will just ride to hell. Hallelujah. I got an escape, but it ain't a rope. But it, listen, one man said, I ain't got no hope in the Pope. I ain't got no hope in dope. And I ain't got no hope in a rope. Amen. But I do have hope tonight in the Lord. Amen. I got hope in Jesus. I got somewhere to run. Amen. Don't you? I can't run to my problems to get help out of them, but I can run to God who's a God over all my problems, who's a God over all my trouble, who can help me when all my stuff's going on. He can help me. Hallelujah. Man, I'm getting help out of that. Praise God. I'm telling you, we got somewhere to run. Man, the world looks at it as a way out, as an escape. But every escape possible is going to be gone. What they think is an escape is not one. But it will be gone. Yeah. <coughs> Listen to this, I'm done. Like I said, pride is stubborn. Pride is stubborn. That's what we found. That's what we find out when you observe people in this chapter. Say, why? Well, look at verse 20. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues... It's talking about those who were not who were who were not sealed by God, that 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 these things didn't kill. Now, how in the world two hundred million of them didn't kill them? Don't kill them. I don't know. Looks like it'd make you jump up and down and say, "I'll tell you right now, that was God. God was good to me. God's good to me. He let me live." They don't do that. Bible said, "Killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands." That they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, 
which, which neither can see, nor, nor hear, nor walk, said, Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Can I tell you, murder, murderers are going to be walking streets on that day because they ain't going to be nowhere that could hold all the murderers that there will be in a wicked world where God is not present like He was. All of it's going to be absolutely with no restraint whatsoever. And I thank God I ain't going to be here. Ain't you glad for that? But I do want to say this. Ain't it amazing that after all that, they still won't repent? Ain't it amazing after all this, they still say, no, I ain't ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm fine. I ain't ain't turning to the Lord. I'm fine. My life's fine. My life's good. Pride's stubborn. Pride is stubborn. I tell you, every one of us have to say amen to that. Ain't you glad when you were stubborn, no, God was more stubborn? I'm glad when you were stubborn, when I was stubborn, God was more stubborn than I was. And God did not give up on me, and God did not give up on you. And man, when you'd messed up and ruined it and wrecked it, and man, you'd done things you knew you shouldn't have done, been places you knew you shouldn't have been, said things you know you shouldn't have said, looked at stuff you know you shouldn't have looked at, heard stuff you shouldn't have heard. I tell you, ain't you glad there was a God that was more stubborn than you was, and there was a God that would not give up on you, and a God that loved you too much to let you go to hell. A God that wanted to forgive us. Amen. Yeah. And I, I am so thankful that during my rebellion, God wanted me anyway. During your rebellion, God wanted you anyway. Ain't you glad for that? Lee, if you come on piano, that's what the Lord, I feel like the Lord have us to preach tonight. And I tell you right now, I'm glad we're not going to be here. If you're saved, you ain't going to be here, by the way. You ain't going to be here. We will not be here. We'll be out of here. We'll be at the house with Jesus. That's exactly right. There won't be no locusts where we're going. There ain't going to be no lion-faced things with a serpent tail on them. There ain't none of that stuff where we're going. There ain't, no, ain't even no crying where we're going after Revelation 21. Ain't no more crying after that chapter. He wipes away all tears from their eyes in chapter 21. Hey, listen, we, we're going to a good place. Far better, Paul said. Far better. You stand to your feet, eyes closed, head. That's what God said to preach to you. You come to the altar. God spoke to your heart this evening.
Well, it's been good to be at church tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't say this, but I want to make sure I say this part. Let's go out and witness to people and share the gospel with them so they won't have to go through it either. Amen. Amen. I want them to be here either when it happens. Do you? Let's go witness to everybody we can witness to. Amen. I love you, church. Man, I've enjoyed tonight. Man, I'm enjoying this book of Revelation. Looking forward to getting chapter number 12 next Wednesday night. Amen. We're looking forward to this whole This whole book's been wonderful. Amen. That whole, chapter, that whole book's been just good. I've enjoyed it. And for a long time, I didn't want to, I didn't want to preach through it because I felt like, you know, just, uh, you feel like you can't do it justice. But man, man just do all, all man can do is what God told him to do. Amen. Try to help, try to be a help to people. Amen. But uh, let's pray God a blessed Sunday. Invite somebody to God's house Sunday. Invite somebody that's lost. And be praying that God move and meet with us. Amen. Brother Tony, go ahead, Brother Jimmy, what do we need to do about that, brother? You know? About the chickens. How many, how many chickens do we need to do?